Check would... two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Do you have a Vitamix? Do, Do you, you have, have a Vitamix? Vitamix? Do you have a Vitamix? Do you have a Vitamix? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions. Thank you for joining us for another new episode. We are happy to be back with you. My name is A. Metz. I'm B. Pim. That's right, and we've got a great top five for you. Uh, we wanted to discuss our top five beers, which I know is it's going to cause some controversy. It covers a, a lot of ground. We both like beer. A. And, Metz. Yeah. I'm I'll, sorry to interrupt. Oh, okay. Should we rename this podcast Beer Sessions for well, one episode? I was thinking it'd be the Beerski Sessions. Oh, Beerski. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, we are going to have both. Yeah, right? Excellent. See, that's how <laughs> that's how you can punch up an idea right there yeah. in real time. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so we're going to talk about top five beers. B-Pimp, you recently traveled to the wonderful city of New York, New York, for your sister's graduation. How was that? I know it was your, it was your first time there, right? Yes. All right. First time in the Big Apple. That's that's a New York, right? I think so. <laughs> Big Apple. Okay. I, I can't remember if Big Apple is New York or Pittsburgh, but I think it's New York. <laughs> okay. The city with Chicago's the city with broad shoulders and the windy city. Yes. Um, what other nicknames are it? Los Angeles is Corruptville. Corruptville. No, no, that's Chicago. Kirk County. Los Angeles is City of Angels. City of Angels, right? It's in the name. Yeah. Sorry. Not to get sidetracked. Um, what were we talking about? Los Angeles? No, New York. Oh, right. The other coast. Uh, yeah, so um, we went there. My sister was graduating from NYU, but she's got a double uh, master's. One Whoa. is from... Part of it is from Sarah Lawrence. Other, other part from NYU. This was the NYU graduation for social work. Okay. Now but can... she's one of six people in the country that has that. Really? Yeah. Can you trade a double master's in for a PhD? No. Uh, she would still have to get a doctorate, DSW, Doctorate of Social Work. Right? Oh, okay. That's a thing. Uh, that sounds like a thing. I should okay. probably know that since Maggie's a social worker. Yeah, worker. Maggie is. We need Maggie on here. Yeah. Talk about social worky stuff. Yeah. I, I guess there is a Doctorate of Social Work. Yeah, she was saying that that would be the only other thing, but I think my parents would flip out because my dad's already like, what? Is this, is this going to make you money? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure what you would do with a doctor or something. She would be, I mean, she could be a professor or like just work at a university. Well, yeah, be a professor, do research, yeah, field work, whatever. But that's not the point. We went, you know, we got to go to New York for this reason and it was really cool. We drove, me, my dad and I drove because I don't like flying. Uh-huh. Which I know you probably think is ridiculous since well, you fly all over the place. I, but I mean, I like to drive and I drive to New York, so that's not like so far. What, no, like, it wasn't. Four, 12, 14 hours? It was... It should have been 12. It ended up taking like 13 because it rained in, in Pennsylvania. Okay. And it was hilly. You know, it's hilly. So it was just like slower going. Yeah. Plus Pennsylvania hits you for like about 20 tolls. Yeah. Who do they ridiculous. think they are? <laughs> Not the Big Apple. Nope. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but no, the, New York was really cool. Like I was, I was admittedly kind of narcissistic going and being like, oh, I'm from Chicago. Like I know it's a, I know it's the biggest city in the country, but. It, how much better will it be? You know, like one of those kind of attitudes. Not like I was like not looking forward to it, but I was right. just like. But you were like, show me something. Show me, come on. And it did. I oh, have to okay, say, good. it did. It came through. I understand. Like, there's just something about it. Like, it's there's a vibe. I don't know how to describe it. Like, 
all the stuff that you hear people complain about, I didn't see any of it. Like, I didn't see a single person be rude. Like, people right. were just giving up their seats voluntarily on the subway. If, like, a mother came out with a baby or, like, an older person. Huh. Just, like, at least twice and every time I took the train. So well, I was like, nice what is this? Like, I know it was a small sample size, but I was just <laughs> like, what is this, like, long-held stereotype about New York? Well, I don't even think... They're not... I've only been to New York once, and it was 14 years ago. But I didn't find them rude either. It was okay. just like, you know, maybe short with you sometimes, only because they got places to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you pay attention, you're walking. Like, I was looking around because I was there. I was not working when I was there, so I was leisurely. Right. But I just made sure I was on the edge. Like, people could pass me. Yeah, that's all you have to do. I had no issues. You don't want to, like, wander aimlessly back and no. forth across the sidewalk. Just go find... I just... I'm a good walker. That's from being... At DePaul for four years. Yeah, well, DePaul's the same way. Yeah, you got this neighborhood. Yeah, you just got to walk where you're going. If you know where you're going, it's better because you don't have to, like, navigate. You just know. Right. You just do it. I mean, but you have to learn how to, like, cross a street, and some people just never learn that skill. You yeah. know what I mean? If you, It's silly to think about, but, like, we take it for granted. Some people are like, what is this when they see a busy street, like, where there's not a stoplight? Did you find, to cross <laughs> the street in traffic, would you kind of, like, look the driver in the eye as you were crossing? Because that's what I have in some, like, like in Italy, like, that if you wanted to cross at an unsignalized intersection and not die, I would look every driver in the eye, hmm. being like, you'll remember this look if you kill me. <laughs> that's kind of morbid. <laughs> yeah, but I think it were. I mean... Honestly, I've never... I think I... Maybe I do that and I just don't think about it, because I do always... I have a mental checklist where I'm like, like, I'm aggressive, but I'm smart about it. Right. So, I always feel like I'm fine doing it. I never get in anybody's way. Like, if I see a biker going by, I just let him go. I don't go, like, stand right next to that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm respectful, but, like, aggressive. Like, you just want to get across, and sometimes it's... You just have to see how far the cars are apart, judge the speed, and go. Yeah, it's like playing Frogger. Yeah. Yeah, you just... You but some people wait. will not do it. Yeah. Like, they just don't... It's not in their wheelhouse. Yeah. But... I don't know, I didn't plan to go on that long of a tangent about this, but... No, I mean, it's the thing that matters when you're talking about New York, is how you're going to cross the streets. <laughs> yeah, I felt, I felt it was an important part of the experience. We're putting together an audio guide of things you need to know <laughs> when you travel to the Big Apple. Uh-huh. Uh, First of all, is if you're in Pittsburgh, keep going, you haven't made it yet. <laughs> you have not made it yet. You've got about 25 more tolls to drive through before you get to New York. And don't, take, don't go through Staten Island, because we made that mistake. We went over, like, four bridges... You went through Staten Island? Yeah, we didn't. For some reason, Google Maps took, and I now know this makes sense, but when we're going there, I'm like, I don't know, I'm just following. Right. So we get, you know, we went right by Newark Airport. So we were north enough to just go through Manhattan and get to Brooklyn. Oh, okay. So you went through New Jersey into Staten Island and then into Brooklyn? Yes. It took us south to go back north. I think I didn't know there was a bridge from Staten Island to Brooklyn. Yeah, Verrazano. Oh, okay. I think it's Verrazano. Caitlin will correct me, of course, if I'm wrong, but... Right. Huh. Okay, that, that's good to know. Yeah. Because all I know about Staten Island is things I probably don't want to know about Staten Island, and then also it's just that you take, like, a ferry from Manhattan. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can just take a bridge from Brooklyn and New Jersey. They did. Lisa and, and Caitlin took that ferry. I will Where say, if you look at Staten Island on a map, why... Maybe it should just be New Jersey. Am I wrong? <laughs> well... I'm sure the people of Staten Island wouldn't appreciate that, but yeah. it's like geo- geographically, like it could just be. Is busy. that a part of that chunk that like sticks out into the Atlantic? I, I mean, I feel is that like why you're saying that? It can go either way, like being in between Long Island 
and the New Jersey, you know, coastal. Okay. There. It just looks like maybe it should be Jersey. I don't know. Maybe you can go there and, you know, go that way. Yeah. Travel we, over there and plant down some roots and spread this. Yeah. Perhaps. Well, if we have any Staten Island listeners, I'm probably going to get an angry email about that. But <laughs> We're from New York! Yo! <laughs> Pizza! <laughs> and deep dishes garbage! <laughs> uh, that's a lasagna! My cousin Vinny makes twice a good pizza. What is your? That's not what an is accent. Your accent. I don't know. I can't do accents. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is not a New York accent. That's mine the, was bad. I think that's a Pittsburgh accent. Yeah, maybe. Mine was bad, but I mean, ours. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. All right. So um, we wanted to talk about our top five beers, but I think before we get into that, we should talk about a brewery that is opening in Chicagoland. If you don't know. You should know about Flesk Brewing. Oh, yes. Preach. Uh, yeah. Run by our buddy, James O'Brien. He's and a nice man. They are... We don't have a, an opening date yet. They're doing test brewings, but they're about to open in Barrington, Illinois, which if you're not familiar with is like the northwest side of Chicagoland. It's very northwest. So look it up. That's Flesk Brewing. Flesk. It's great. They have... So I myself am not like a huge milk stout drinker in general. But their Running Man Milk Stout, for me, it's the perfect milk stout because it's not, like, ridiculously heavy. And so if you like milk stouts and you wish they were not going to, like, totally fill you up, Running Man is great. Do you have like? I don't think I've had that one specifically. Yeah, that one's good. Unfortunately. I but like, uh, I liked Big Pointy Teeth when they did that double IPA they did. Oh, yeah, Ooh. that was great. Um, and, you know, I don't know what, when they reopen if they're going to have, like, some new beers to choose from. But, uh, yeah, they're going to have some good ones. Yeah, they always do. So, check out Flesk Brewing. I will be there. Now, uh, what is the whiskey that we have today? Oh, we got a little Tullamore Dew to continue oh. the bad accents. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how you say it. Uh, you know, from the Ireland, whatever, island. Um, I'm Irish, so I can do that. You're allowed to do that. Um, I but, might be part Irish. I'm not sure. No, so I can make fun. So of So it's Irish, a calculated risk, but you could <laughs> you could probably do it. But yeah, Tullamore Dew is a very delicious Irish whiskey. It's triple distilled, which is always good. Um, it was established in 1829. Holy shit! So it's a shit. little old. Yeah. But I'm not ageist. I appreciate it, and I think it's delicious. Well, you know, if it's stuck around for 200 years, it must be good. That's absolutely correct, and it is an 80 proof. Irish whiskey, okay, which is a little, you know, a little on the tame side. Yeah. But it's very smooth and delicious, so why don't we take a sip? Cheers. I'm giving away that I've had it before, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know... It's I, one of my favorites. I like... It's, like, real easy drinking. I wouldn't say it has, like, a ton of body to it, necessarily. No, it's not rich or anything. No. it's But it's very smooth. Like, I, this is one of the ones... I could drink any, no problem. Like, there's never, I don't even think about, like, wincing or, you know, sometimes you could drink, like, a really yeah heavy-duty liquor. You no, I agree with that. Pucker face. It has, like, maybe... Bitter beer face, if you will. I don't want to say it has, like, a metallic taste, necessarily, but it's, like... Oh, there's, there's an a, aftertaste? There's a little bit of an aftertaste yeah, to it. Yeah, there is. Yeah. But that won't stop me from taking another sip. Nope. It's good stuff. I've always been a big fan of... It is. The Tillamore Dew. And you know what? Funny story, actually. My, do you remember when you used to work at Trinity? Oh, don't I. The old days? Yeah. Near, It was walking distance from our Schubert apartment. Not even walking distance, stumbling distance. I, and I did test that yes. many times. <laughs> it was uh, quite... If you think about it, I'm in school full time. I'm, uh, now, granted, the, I was one of those special kids who uh, 
had some high school credits. So I only I had to take like a quarter less than everybody. Oh, uh, okay. So in the last quarter, I only needed three classes because it was normally four. Y- yes. So I only I had to so. take three. So I had a lighter workload. I think I did five a couple of times because I transferred and not all of my credits. Oh were yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. But yeah, so I had time. Like it was still busy because I was working there a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, that meant getting there at 7 and not going home until 3. Right. And that's the nights when the owner did not cajole me into drinking until 5, which happened frequently. Right. That's going to add another few hours to your day and a hangover. Because I was the noob who didn't, like, know to avoid him. Yep. But it was fun. But that was next door, Hidden Shamrock, is where I first had Telemore do. Oh. I think it was when you used to play open mics. That would make sense. What what, what was the impetus to trying Telemordu for the first time. The bouncer who worked there frequently, uh-huh. he was like, I don't know if you remember, he was like a shorter, like muscle-bound kid. He was no, there all the time. There. But I mean, I remember it more because I worked next door to him. I, like, we could talk from yeah. our doorsteps. You know, like... See who was drawing the better crowd. I feel like Trinity usually did better. Trinity right? was... Trinity was, uh, like... Trinity was Whatever, popular. I'm not going to... Like, I hate that place. But, like, yeah. <laughs> it was... It is... It gets a crowd. Like, it's because yeah. of... I mean, it's packed with douchebags like twenty four seven. Do you know if it still exists? It does. I okay. mean, well, I mean, I'm fairly certain it does. Okay. It had, it had been shut down for like a food scare. Oh, that's a couple years ago. Like they yeah. had some issue with their kitchen. It was filled with rats. And it was right before St. Patrick's Day. They had to be closed on St. Patrick's oh, Day. Oh, it sucks. Which was their biggest day by far. Oh, of course, it's every bar's biggest day. That's, that's and it, and I worked. That was when I started, but that's a whole other story. But that's I just. The bouncer and I had become sort of friendly. So, like, when mm-hmm. I went there and he saw that I was drinking, he's like, have you ever had Telemore do? It was just like he was going to give me a free shot. Oh, nice. And he that and he asked that. And I'm like, oh, and I had wanted to try it. So I got all excited. And then I had it. I was like, ooh, that's good. Yeah, Plus, I mean, Chris and I like to drink. Chris Magruder and I like to drink the Telemore do a lot. Oh, okay. No, it's smooth and sought. And I was like, you know what? We haven't had yet on Whiskey Sessions. And this is the 14th episode. Never mind the beta versions of the podcast. Right. We haven't even had Telemore do yet. I was like, huh, how is that possible? Yeah. So here we are. But uh, Should we give an award oh, to... Oh, for the best? No, well, should we have like a binary thing where it's like... Not to... Like the idea sort of loosely comes... You ever listen to Doughboys? It's another uh, podcast. I've listened to like a couple episodes. Yeah. They do a thing called Drink or Stank. Okay. But see, like that's an ancillary thing for them. So we would have to like come up with a whiskey themed version of that because i think that's different enough to like not be stealing it okay <clears throat> so not drink or steak but like right. smooth or lose the point is to determine whether it's worth drinking or not yeah like if it passes our test okay yeah maybe um oh wait 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 i got it i think if this whiskey drinks smooth or if we're gonna give it the boot boot it doesn't rhyme <laughs> you know what if you've had enough whiskey it kind of rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right, so what are we saying for this one? I think... Smooth. I think it's smooth. This whiskey drinks smooth. This whiskey drink is smooth. We're not giving it the boot. It's, it's around for the long haul. Yes. No, as I this agree. metaphor gets more and more <laughs> mangled. All right, well, as you know, liquor before beer, never fear. So why don't we switch to beer? Because we are talking about our top five beers. And um, I don't know if there's anything more to say about it other than... We haven't had every beer in the world. We haven't had every microbrew in the world. I mean, my list is mostly Chicago area stuff. So, you know, that might not be totally fair. All right, so why don't we get into it? These are our top five beers. 
more than four, less than six. It's the top five. And I'm going to start with a local favorite of where I'm from, Seattle, Washington. And I hate to say that it's no longer brewed in Seattle, Washington. It's uh, It was bought by one of the big ones. InBev? Something like that. Is it InBev Budweiser? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it was actually, it might have been bought by Miller. Don't Miller quote Coors. me on that. Not the point. Let's not get bogged down in yeah. history. The point is, and this is really the only like cheap, cheap beer on my list, but is Rainier beer. All right. And I had a really tough time choosing between Rainier and Olympia. And I think they're actually now owned by the same company, and they're both brewed in California. But they're very, I wouldn't say they're similar necessarily, but they, for me, they're both like just that, that right cheap beer that has, it has a little flavor, but it's not like blowing you away with it. It's easy drinking. I always have like that 16 ounce can and it's just like you're at a summer concert fest. Yeah. You know, it's tough. Like I wanted to have a cheap beer on my list and you know, PBR is good. Hams is good. There's a few others I enjoy. (laughs) Yeah. But for me, the ultimate cheap beer is Rainier. All right. And can we, did you already mention, can we get that around here? I have not seen it. (sighs) Cause I'd like to try it. We, we should figure out if I can get it. Um, and if I can, I'll make sure that we'll we have a it. special tasting. Yes. It'll be a three-year Rainier themed podcast. We'll talk about the mountain. Yes. <laughs> Mount Rainier. It's beautiful. Isn't there a, uh, minor league baseball team with? Yes. The Tacoma Rainier. Rainiers. Yeah. Yeah. See, That's we got the a theme. Triple A affiliate. We can maybe the get the play-by-play guy on. Perhaps. I'll figure out who that is. I'm sure. I mean, a triple A. They like, might do it. Play. Yeah. I think we can. We can embellish how many people listen to the podcast yeah. a little bit. Look, it's somewhere between 40 and 10 million. <laughs> you can take a risk and figure out which side you yeah. think it's a little closer to. All right, what's your number five? My number five is Bedlam mm. by Ale Asylum up in Madison, oh, Wisconsin, okay. for you non Midwesterners. And it is a Belgian IPA, which is one of my favoriteist styles. Now, now, what makes a Belgian IPA different from maybe a, a normal IPA or an American IPA? It's much more full-bodied, alcoholic, boozy. This one's seven point four percent. Woof. Now, and is it more hoppy? More, yes. Okay. Not necessarily. It doesn't have to be. Right. It's more the characteristic is it's usually going to be two percent. Mm, I would guess on average it's one and a half to two percent stronger than a normal like. IPA that you would think of. Okay. It's more of almost, it's like halfway to like a double. It's usually just like a richer taste to it's it. It's a one and a half IPA. Yeah. I see. So they, they describe it on Beer Advocate as a chaotic blend of citra hops and Belgian yeast. Give this IPA aromas of summer fruits and a bright hop presence with a plush finish. Ooh, plus. plush. Plush. And it is, finish. that is a perfect way to describe it. We were in Madison last year and I went to the brewery and got it off the tap. Okay. No, and where, it was delicious. Where in Madison is Asylum? It's kind of like isolated a little bit. It's not near, not near downtown. the square, like the downtown you think of when you're in Madison. It's right. like, it's on the outskirts where it's still clear that you're like in Madison, not a suburb, but it's just a little bit more space around yeah. it. It was really to, cool. I spent some time in Madison for the first time, like this last winter. Yeah. We had a great time I'm a there. big fan. Yeah. It's a cool town. Yeah. But this beer is one of my favorites. It's uh, it's really good. It's smooth. It's smooth drinking, just like our whiskey, and it's it's got a really like clear flavor where you always know like if you're drinking it, right? It's easy to distinguish from other beers. Well, uh, my number four 
is from Three Floyds Brewing. And I know a lot of people, when they think of Three Floyds, if they're familiar with it, if they're from the Midwest, it's in Munster, Indiana. Correct. A lot of people go there. Five minutes from it. A lot of people like kind of their standard beer, but I don't know their standard, but their, what would you call it? Their... The flagship? Their flagship beer probably is Alpha King. Gumball Head, I would say. Oh, really? Okay. Well, Did I ruin your narrative? <laughs> you ruined my narrative. I don't, Let me put it this way. I I heard of Gumball Head first. I did too. So maybe you're right. But you're but you're talking about what is now considered like the most common one that people hear is good from there. I suppose so. The point is I've already killed it, but I, I can see where you're coming nowhere from. Nowhere now. My pick my pick is Gumball Let's Head. pick up the edit at <laughs> No, I yeah. would yes, I would say it's Alpha King. <laughs> yes. Oh, you no, it's not Gumball Head, it's Alpha King. It's Alpha King, so continue. But anyway, I'm not picking Alpha King. <laughs> I'm picking Gumball Head. Because, actually, like you, Gumball Head is the first beer I had from Three Floyds. And um, it, there's something, I mean, it's it's uh, it's definitely easier drinking than Alpha King. And I like Alpha King, too. I mean, I would put it in my honorable mentions. But it's just, myself, I'm not like a crazy i don't always want a beer that's like seven eight percent right yeah and gumball head just has just uh, like the perfect mix of flavors like actually i like wheat beers i think i've liked them more as i've gotten older no i I enjoy it and i've liked it for a long time especially for like a local chicago land type beer yeah it's uh for me it's the standard beer that's a solid choice i can't say a bad word about it I am a fan. It is in my honorable mentions. But I'll go into my number four, right? Yes. Um, that would be Pumpkin. So oh. Are you familiar I, with Pumpkin? I've had Pumpkin. I was not thinking of pumpkin beers. I love Pumpkin. Pumpkin so, is good. Pumpkin is the, unquestionably the best of pumpkin beers. Right? Yes. And so I, the reason I, I think, like, I'm, if you know me, you know this, but I'm a beer nerd. Like, I have... As the great Keith Wesnos calls me, I'm a wine idiot when it comes to beer because I'm very concerned about the glass. Uh-huh. And I smell it, and I don't know what I'm smelling. I smoke. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Like, it's not going to... I'm not a though, connoisseur. You might not be a connoisseur, but there are certain cases where, like, I find the smell of Rolling Rock to be so off-putting. Well, yeah, it smells like it's skunked. Yes. So it's like, a smell matters a little bit. It does. If, if I mean, if I'm smelling pumpkin, I'm in a... My nose is having a party. Yes. Because that's a delicious smelling beer. And that's one of the ones that even my smokered, nicotine ruined nostrils <laughs> can decipher. But it's really good. Um, it's by Southern Tier, which is a New York brewery. Oh. And they make they make actually quite a few very excellent beers that I've had. But my point was, Pumpkin is so good. It, even though it's a gimmicky pumpkin based beer, uh-huh. it is so good that it vaulted it into... My top five. That was smart. I wish I was actually thinking about like some seasonal beers. Because I was like, well, which ones do I like? I No, they're not too many, but I wasn't thinking... In the around. summer, you're big on those Stiegel Yeah, I like Stiegel Rattlers. I can right. only drink about two of those before they start to... Eat away at your head? No, I think I'm like a little bit allergic to grapefruit. Mm. Or something. Because they start to That's kind right, of like close up my throat or yeah. something like that. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Grapefruit does that and so does pineapple. I can't really explain You have that. a very delicate I do. <laughs> sensibility. And I hope our listeners don't notice. Like, I have another cold. and I've had, I like, do too, though. I've I sound like cold. shit. I've had colds on we other podcasts. I'm, get... I'm not really sick all the time. <laughs> I'm coughing. I'm a mess. Yeah. It's we just... need to get like... We need to get understudies. Yeah, I don't know what it is. The timing of when we record these, for me, is like, I'm just always... I know. I can't really explain it. My voice already annoys me to the point of 
I don't know what to say. But anyway, let's go back to the beer. So this yes. is continuing a trend. Um, this is an 8.6%. Holy shit. This is a heavy duty. Yeah. This is what you would call the Louisville slugger of flavored pumpkin beers. Yes. Which I just made up. I did not know it was that alcoholic. Yeah, it's big. Big alcohol, baby. I have no idea. It's got kettle hops. They, this is a, I'm not going to get into it, but this is a heavily hopped. That's how they get that pumpkin flavor. Like, this is a big beer. And they sell it in an imperial, or they sell it in a growler. They don't sell it in a little bottle. So I'm showing you this. It doesn't come... Well, maybe we'll post a picture on our website. <laughs> but it's a big bottle. That's the yes. way you get it. That's the only way you get it. Yeah. And that's like 20, what, 3 ounces or something? Like one of those yeah. small bottles. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's how... You, it's a big beer in a big bottle, and it's... So when it comes around Halloween time, and you're trying to figure out what pumpkin beer you like, get yourself a pumpkin. Look for that angry pumpkin with a crown on, because that's where it's at. Yes. All right, my number three... Is from Bell's Brewery. I love Bell's. Up in Michigan. Two Hearted Ale. Two Hearted Ale. Which is, I believe, the only technical IPA on my list. And it's not even that IPA. No, it's more of a... It's like a drier pale ale, right? Yeah, they call themselves an American IPA. Okay. I don't really know what that means. It's... Um, But my... At least from tasting it, it's like, not that hoppy, really. No, it's more of a... It's it's a little dry, no? Yeah, no, I agree with that. And it's... Here's what I didn't know about it, and maybe this is why I like it, and I didn't notice it until I started reading about it, but the hops that they get are from the Pacific Northwest. Where all the greatest things come from. Yes, pretty much, including yours truly. Yep. But yeah, so if you... Bell's is just like a great brewery. It is. Oberon is excellent, too. Oberon has dipped in quality in recent years. I'm going to sound like the comic book guy for a minute. Let me tell you. (laughs) It's dipped. Yeah. But even with a dip... It's so good. It dipped its way off my list. Yes. But it's good. But yeah, go ahead and get yourself a two-carter So what do you got for your number three? My number three is the aforementioned Alpha King. Oh, okay. So I agree with... I think we landed in a good place with our previous three points <laughs> discussion, so I'm just going to move on. Yeah. But I like Alpha King because I am a big fan of the American Pale Ale, the APA. Not to be confused with the Acolyte Protection Agency, which uh-huh. is an old WWF tag team. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Farouk and Bradshaw. But anyway, Alpha King is delicious. Um, it is 6.66%, which is 666. Oh, the I never knew that. So I'm, I've sold my soul for rock and roll. Uh-huh. Um, so I love it. But it's a bold yet balanced American pale ale with slight caramel sweetness and aggressive citrus hoppiness. Now, hey! Wait, I oh, wait. Uh-huh. What's the last sentence there? The last sentence. This is our flagship beer. I oh, told you. Oh, shit. Score one for me. And this is in print. Score this one is not a for me. plant. This really just happened. No. This is what Alpha He's King. He's correct. This is what Three Floyd says on their yeah, own website. Yeah, they say it. But yeah, it's, uh, despite that embarrassing faux pas on my part, it is a delicious beer. And that and I that's I, I couldn't keep it out of the top five. No, I don't blame you. I mean, that that is like firmly in my honorable mentions. And I think... You know, maybe it would be in my top five if I didn't want to put, like, two beers from the same brewery in my top five. Mm-hmm. But um, my number two, Allagash White. Ooh, that's a good one. And you know what? I know it's, like, readily available, but here's the reason I like... I, and I'm... I like white beers. I mean, there are some other ones that I like, too. Like, um... Uh, What's the owl... The white owl one? I don't know if I've had that one. I like the Two Brothers uh, Monarch. Oh, yeah, that's that. good. But, uh... Allagash White is 
if I don't know what I want and I realize I'm thinking too long or perhaps I cannot read the beer menu because it's dark and my vision's only so good, Allagash White is always my default beer because I know I will enjoy it. I feel the same way about that. Like, it just, it feels like it's that beer for me. I've ordered it on, I can think of five occasions where I've ordered it in a foreign area that I didn't know. Yeah. Because I knew I would like it. And, like, to me, that makes the difference. I mean, that if I'm going to a place and I don't know what I'm getting, it's like, it's my safe beer. And that's I a good one. I will enjoy it. And so if for some reason they do carry it in a lot of places. They do carry it in a lot of places. So that's, that's why it's my number two. All right. What's your number two? My number two is Citra. Also commonly called Citra Ninja. Whoa. Which is a Pipeworks brewing company out of Chicago. Represent. This is 9.5%. Holy. They this just is now, keep getting higher. Now my number one. I did not plan it this way, but they do ascend in, El, I believe, other than Alpha King was 666. But right. Now my number one is the highest. But 9.5%. It is a double pale ale. Also IPA. Also known as an Imperial IPA. Uh-huh. It's hopped with, they say, so many, really just so many pounds of citra hops, and it's one of their favorites to brew because it's one of their favorites to drink. And huh. I cannot agree more. It is... I've been lucky enough. It's hard to get this beer. Like, if you see it... I don't know that I've had it, honestly. If you see it... Like, it's to the point where if I see a place has it, I'll buy it, even if I wasn't looking for beer. Yeah. Like, I'll just buy it because I know I won't be able to see it No, yeah. every I few mean, months, you, maybe. There are certain beers like that. Like, you know they're infrequent enough where... Well, I know, especially in, like, Chicago, I'll never see this. But um, now, like, they only sell Russian River, like, Pliny the Elder. Oh, yeah. I think they only sell it in California now. They used to sell it up and down the West Coast. And I like it a lot. And I would have put it on my list if not for the fact that I haven't had it in, like, eight years. So I kind of forget what it tastes like. Yeah, there are certain beers. You see them, gotta get them. Yep. And I would say, as a last note, my lovely girlfriend, Lisa... Bought me a bottle of this for our anniversary a couple years ago. Oh. That was a... She got some pretty good... Not that she needs them, but she got a lot of points for that. Yeah. So... She's running up the, the score like the Golden State Warriors. She, yeah. She's summarily whooped my ass over yeah. the years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Alright, my number one is from Off Color Brewing here in Chicago. And it is their flagship beer. I'm not even going to look up that it's their flagship beer because I'm positive it is. Troublesome. That is a good pick. I like it, and I'm kind of going the opposite direction as you, because Troublesome, I think, is like 4%. But it's a goes, right? Yes. Sour beer? Uh, yeah, a little. It's, it's like just so the good. right amount of sour, though. It's really good. I love Off Color, and I'll admit, like, this is a beer I've only had in the last probably two years, I think. I don't know how long they brewed it. Maybe a little bit longer than I remember that. you bringing it here about two years ago. You must have gotten it right Right. Away. I think that was, like, right when I was like, and this, it's still kind of my go-to beer. Yeah. And so any beer that's going to stick with me for two years, and you know, I kind of go through like different beer phases, definitely. Um, yeah, this is my number one. All right. So what is your heavily alcoholic number one? Actually, I was wrong. This oh. is not the highest alcohol. My second beer was. Okay. Citroen Ninja is a little bit higher. This is still a solid 9%. And it is Still the... don't get you drunk. Oh, yes. Definitely does. One bottle will do it. Yeah. It's delicious. It's Le Fin du Monde. Mm. Which in French is the end of the world, and the label has this cool like, it's the it's Montreal, the city yeah. of Montreal border, and it, it looks like it's you're looking at it from the lens of hell basically. It's like burning, on the label. I have had that before, and it's but it's been a while now. Now I got to revisit it. It is 
great. It's from Quebec. It's a triple, which is a Belgian triple. They have a Doppelbach, which is a double, uh-huh. and then a triple. Um, it's a golden Belgian IPA-ish kind of beer. Um, they they originated it. This is one of the originals. It's from Unibro in Belgium. That's where the original recipe came from. Okay. But it is, without a doubt, my favorite beer. It always has been. Ever since I first tasted it, I knew it was. How long ago was that, do you think? It was at Elbow Room. Dave had Oh, okay. So, he was like... Because I was like... That was when I was first getting into beers, and I was like... Because I used to drink a lot of stuff there. Like, he always had a good selection. Like, I remember he had Purple Haze on tap a lot. Yeah. Really good beer. Raspberry brewed beer, and it's delicious. And then I would always be like, okay, recommend me one. And he had big bottles of Lafinumon, and he said, this is my favorite. And he poured me it, and I was like, so good. Well, I mean, David has has got good beer picks. He always has good beer. He does. Go to the elbow room if you're in Chicago. That just reminded me I went through, like, an Abita phase, too. Abita's good. I kind of forgot about it for this list. Yeah. All right, so what do you got for your honorable mentions? Gotta include Flesk. We talked about him earlier. Oh, yeah. Flesk, like, Flesk will be right back on my top five. I just want to see what they're coming out exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like, some of the ones I like, the one I'm drinking right now, New Holland Full Circle, is good. Uh, I like Metropolitan Flywheel. Uh, Metropolitan's another brewery in Chicago that's really good. Yeah, they're good. They make Crankshaft, too, which is good. Oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned Olympia earlier, so that just missed my list. I also like, in terms of cheap beer, I really like Tecate. Uh, there's kind of a trio of two brothers beers that I like. I like Monarch, their white beer. I also like kind of Prairie Path. Is like your standard. Prairie Path beer. is good. Domain DuPage. Uh, I like Domain DuPage too. Okay. Um, and then I like their red beer, Revelry. Mm. That's probably my favorite out of theirs. Uh, that is a really good one. But then another Chicago standard that you're gonna see all the time if you're here is Half Acre Daisy Cutter. Oh, yeah, Daisy Cutter. Double Daisy Cutter is very good, too. I haven't had that. That's really good. i got to try that. Uh, you have any other you'd like to add? I will. Na- I actually thought of one that uh-huh. I'll name just because I'm drinking another... I'm drinking a Deschutes IPA tonight, and I love Deschutes. Yes. And it's a Portland, right? Portland's got some great Portland beers. Brewery. Yeah. They make a black... It's called Black Butt. I think it's Butte, right? Butte? Well, you might be right. I should know if it's pronounced Black Butt. I'll just Beautiful. say Butte. I like it better. Yeah, okay. Black Butte. But they that's a that's an Imperial Black IPA. Ooh. So if if you're familiar with I mean, if you've drank like common stouts that are a little darker, like Guinness, or even like a even like a brown ale. Like it's a yeah. mix of that, but it's just taken to the extreme. Like I think that one is like eight percent and it's a black it's a Oof. dark it's not hoppy. It is very dark yeah, and like very muted. But it's so strong. Yeah. Like, I can only drink one or two of those max. No, this but list... they're delicious. This list, if anything else, has made me think they're, like, a bunch of different beers I want to try. Yeah. And that's the coolest thing about, like, traveling around the U.S. now, too, is, like, every every city has its own... Yep. ...like, micro-brew scene. Madison's got good, great beers. Yeah. Uh, Nashville, I've been to recently, it's got a really good beer scene that's coming up. Yeah, so you can always try new beers. Always. But yeah, that's going to do it for our top five list. So let's get into it. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. All right. Uh, the first email we have today is from Tim in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oof. All right. Uh, Tim writes, 
Love the pod on worst movies, but I'm stunned that you didn't include Wonder Woman on your list. Well, first of all, Tim, Wonder Woman had not come out yet. Uh, anyway, Tim, continue. Eat shit, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that they tried to have a woman-only screening for that movie? What about men's rights? Worst movie since female Ghostbusters. Okay, see... Whew. I just saw... And I can't speak to Wonder Woman, because I still haven't seen it. But I just saw female Ghostbusters on a plane. And I gotta say, it was pretty good. It wasn't perfect. Few things are. It was better than Ghostbusters 2, definitely. Oh. I don't know if it was better than the original Ghostbusters. I know a lot of people get mad about this. Yes. Somebody says it's better than the original. Here was the funny thing about it, though. Like, And I don't blame movies for doing this, because a lot of blockbusters doing this. A lot of blockbusters do this, I should say. But uh, the latest Ghostbusters had a lot of really noticeable product placement. Like, straight up, Kate McKinnon... Have you seen it? No. Okay. When they're busting, like, one of their first ghosts, Kate McKinnon is just, like, eating a can of Pringles with, like, the label faced out. And I think she, like, essentially says, like, the slogan of Pringles. Once you, once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Popping like, those ghosts. And Kate McKinnon is great, but I was like, Damn, how much did Pringles just pay for that? She probably got a, she probably got a little I hope she did. kick over to her directly, too. But yeah. Anyway, Tim, once I read that you were from Tulsa, Oklahoma, I should have just stopped reading. But uh, you're a dummy. You have some pretty poor judgments. You, yes. should, you should take a moment to self-reflect. <laughs> Think about your life. And then get back to eating that shit. Yeah. All right, what do you got for emails, Brian? Okay, so we have one from Tucker from Battle Creek, Michigan. Battle Creek. Yeah, home of Rob Van Dam. Um, for all you wrestling fans out there. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm very sorry. Um, Tucker writes, Longtime listener, um, I've been working on a fan theory for the show. I was hoping you can all confirm if it's true. Uh-huh. I noticed you both use an initial in your name. Very observant. Um, does the A in Ameth stand for Alpha, since he seems to be more knowledgeable and just all around better in life? I don't know like, how this is going. Uh-huh. This is <laughs> well, Critical email. Well, the B and B pimp surely must stand for beta since he sounds like a certified pencil necked geek. So we got some classy Freddie Blassie. Pencil necked is the right word. I for think it. it's more like tree stump necked geek. This guy is an ass. This oh, Thanks. I'll take my answer off air. You're damn right, you will. Um, he also includes a postscript. <laughs> thanks. I'll take my answer off air. He also, yes. This is a. We got a little. This isn't a radio show. We got a cheeky monkey in Battle Creek. Um, P.S. How long should I date someone before asking for their hand in marriage? Well, let's see. I went six and a half years, I think. My parents were eight. Uh-huh. What do you I don't know if this is seven. Okay. I don't know if this is... This sounds like somebody that may know me that is disguising themselves as someone. It, it kind of does. That's a little weird right. because that's a, that's a very questionable postscript. I, I would have to look up Google Maps, too, to confirm that Battle Creek is a place. It's a, it's a place. It's not just like a description of like something that happened. <laughs> well, uh, I guess what we're saying is anywhere between six and a half and eight years is okay. So you're saying I'm right in that sweet spot. You're right, right in that sweet spot. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, indeed. Well, on that note, <laughs> we should probably wrap up this episode of the Whiskey Sessions. Uh, thank you so much for writing in. If you have an email that you would like to send us for us to read on air, we will read it if it's not terrible like these ones. <laughs> so send us your email at whiskey sessions music at gmail.com and thank you for joining us for this episode 
course, send us your favorite beers as well. Um, we are signing off. This is A Mets. And B Pimp, get your shit together, Tim. Get your shit together, Tim.